Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Before we get started with another great edition of the Duke's Wrestling Podcast, I do want to let you know, Zencaster.com. That's right, Zencaster.com. They are, without a doubt, my favorite website to head over to for all of these great conversations that you hear on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Superior quality and sound. Also, they have a great uh, video option as well if you need to record your videos. But the best part about it is the files are all split separately into MP3s. So you can edit them separately, you can put them together, do whatever you got to do. The main idea is Zencaster, Zencaster.com, that's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R, for all of your podcasting, video conferencing, even if you just want to uh, have a great conversation with your loved ones. All your needs there online for communication, Zencaster has you covered. That's right. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Welcome to a special edition of the Duke loves wrestling podcast. Brothers, sisters, non-binaries, extraterrestrials, and everybody in between, uh, we are going to celebrate the life of Jay Briscoe, you know, the Ring of Honor legend who unfortunately was taken from us this week in a tragic car accident. On this episode, I've invited three former guests, Duke Loves Rossum podcast, who have various experiences with Jay. Specifically, the black nature boy, Scoot Andrews, who shared various locker rooms and helped mentor Jay in wrestling. We have Rob Feinstein, who is the original owner, creator of Ring of Honor, someone who gave Jay and Mark Briscoe really their first big break in wrestling. And we're going to round it out with Rudy Boy Gonzalez, the trainer of champions, uh, someone who, again, was at the first Ring of Honor show with all of his students and has some pretty neat perspective about Jay and just the wrestling industry in general as someone who's been in the industry for over 40 years. So this is 110% about celebrating Jay and and listening to these folks share their experiences. You're not going to hear much from me uh, other than right now and then I'll close it out. But I I do want to point out that there is a campaign created on the website Give, Send, Go. Okay, it was created by Josh Wharton. This is the only campaign that's been approved by uh, Jay Briscoe's family. So I'll, I'll read. It says, on the evening of January 17th, our community and friends across the world were left in shock after the news of the passing of Jamin, which is you know, Jay Briscoe a man who made everyone around him a better person. The Pew family's world has shifted, and with that, there will be many unforeseen expenses. We have set this page up with the approval of the family 
to help ease any burden that may arise from this tragedy. It's been heartwarming to read all the stories of those who interacted with Jamin, and his impact was felt across the world. Please continue to pray for the Pew family and all of their children. So for anyone who wants to leave a donation, prayer requests, and what have you, Give, Send, Go is the website. Uh, it'll be in the show notes, of course. So obviously, it'll be on the social media. I'll post it there as well uh, in the notes for this episode. So with that said, we're going to start with the Black Nature Boy, Scoot Andrews. Pew family, this is the Black Nature Boy, Scoot Andrews. I would like to send uh, my heartfelt condolences to, to your entire family from mine. Jay was an outstanding individual and he will be missed. Um, my wife has looked at me over the last few days and, and, and can see the hurt in my eyes. So I know you guys are hurting way more than I am. So God bless you. And again, condolences from my family to yours. 2000 Super 8. Uh, my first venture into the Northeast uh, working for uh, Jim Kettner. The Briscoes were on there. I believe they were one of the tag matches in between the tournament matches. And I just marveled at these two very young, super skinny kids that were so well-trained and they were just so humble and asking for advice from everyone and writing stuff down and, and watching every match with, you know, big eyes trying to learn something. And they, they were just, they were amazing. I didn't watch a lot of wrestling um, after I retired at, uh, for about probably about a 10 year span there where I really didn't look at anything. And then when I started to re-engage with it and I see the Briscoes on ROH and I'm like, who the heck are those two guys? That's not the same Briscoes that I remember. So, you know, I, I start going back and looking at tape and I'm like, oh, my God, they have grown up. That is them. And they were so freaking good i've never seen a tag team that i've been around that has evolved into something so good i mean they were good before but what they involved evolved into was was i mean it's it, it's mind-blowing so when people use the words legendary um they use that a lot uh, very loosely in our business but um they are a legendary tag team on the t- on, on the independent scene they they and you know, the ROH and the TNA scene as well. So they were amazing. And it's funny because on Twitter, I just got a while here one day and I just sent sent them a direct message to them, them boys. They replied immediately. And they're like, oh, my God, Scoot, it's good to hear from you. You know, it's been a while since we were those skinny kids in the locker room. And I replied back that I was so proud of what they evolved into and they are amazing. And I told them, you know, it was right around the time when I was doing the ETU stuff up in uh the Jersey area back in September. And I just, I think it was July when we actually messaged and I just said that, you know, now that I've kind of had a, had a revitalization on the wrestling scene, uh maybe we could mix in a, a match or two. And he was like, I would love to. So I look back at that the other night when I was telling my wife what happened and I started crying immediately. So I was like, thank God I got a chance to even just speak to him. I don't know what made me reach out in July, but I did. And I'm glad I did. You know, this business is tough. So, you know I mean? We, we lose people. Yeah, it seems like almost every month, every week, 
Um, but I, I've had a, a ton of losses and, you know, the guy that trained me, Hack Myers is, is no longer with us. Uh, a guy that I came on the scene with at Ring of Honor, Xavier no longer with us now, Jay. Um, it, it's tough, man. And each one like takes a piece of your heart when, when they go, especially the ones that you're super close to. The Briscoes being around with Kettner and those guys when I first went to the Northeast, you know, everybody on that, that card at ECWA and then into the first Ring of Honor show, which the Briscoes were also on and I was on. You know, when when you see those guys grow into what they are, they, they're kind of like your wrestling children, if you will. <laughs> at my age, you know, at 55 years old, almost 56, coming up in June, you know, they were like, super young and you kind of take them under your wing and you try to help them as much as you can. And, you know, and to watch them blossom like they did, man. And then now to have Jay be taken away so young, it's, you know, you look at the fact he's got a family, he's got two beautiful daughters, son, a wife, and, you know, Mark's got a big fan. The whole Briscoe family or the Pew family is, and you see the pictures and you hope that he would grow up to be a great man and a great husband and a great father because that this industry is short on that. And it seems like he did, which even makes me warm my heart even more because, you know, being a family man myself, you know, to see anyone that I came across be able to, to have a family and still be a part of this business is priceless. So, and that was a long winded answer, but every time one goes or what goes, man, it, it, it takes a little bit of me with him. Jay, you're going to be missed, my brother. Um, thank you for, you know, replying back to my message and, and making this old guy feel special again. Just know that I am one of hundreds, if not thousands of wrestlers around this planet that that are mourning you right now, man. And, and that speaks volumes to who you were. You know, I know you're up there. I know your faith was big with you. So we know where you are. Just, man, looking down, I, I, thank you for being a part of my life and a part of my wrestling journey. I hope you feel the same about me, man. Godspeed and bless your family. Solid words there uh, from the Black Nature Boy, Scoot Andrews, you know, a guy who shared locker rooms with the Briscoes and was a veteran in the locker rooms with these guys and you know, a lot of perspective, a lot of respect, mutual respect amongst them you know over 15 years uh, age difference there uh, so you know Scoot's one of those those cool veterans that everybody respects and what have you and certainly he has an eye for talent and he always appreciated the Briscoe brothers and it's pretty cool to hear he took some time away from wrestling and then he turns on the TV and sees these guys again and they're grown men you know they're not those skinny kids anymore and certainly that's a relatable experience for a lot of folks there so Shout out to Scoot Andrews. Thank you for those words there. And now we're going to hear from the founder of Ring of Honor and really somebody who, you know, he, he was very adamant about promoting the Briscoe brothers from the very beginning. Here is uh, Rob Feinstein. Check it out. I'm Rob Feinstein. I am the former owner and founder of Ring of Honor. Well, my heart hurts for the past uh, 48 hours when I heard the news and, uh, like everybody else in the wrestling world, I am completely devastated, still in shock. Uh, it's probably one of the hardest passings that has hit me. It's just uh, such an unfortunate situation. And 
you know, I definitely want to send my condolences out to the to the family. I've I've known Jay's family since day one. Um, they were always huge supporters of of Jay and Mark, and um, such a great great family, so supportive and so loving and caring. And, and you could just see it. They were such a close tight knit family uh, from day one, and uh, I, I really hope that you know as time passes that they could heal. Uh, it's going to be very tough, and it's just such a tragic situation. It, it really is. And um, I just want to let them know that, obviously, and they know this, that everybody inside and outside of the wrestling business is sending prayers to the family and, and, and just love them so much. So when we first had the Briscoes in mind for Ring of Honor, I mean, they were in mind from day one when I first saw them in CZW in 2001. Uh, the reason that they were going to be on our very first show is because we were going to have them on every show. There was no doubt from the moment that we saw Jay and Mark in the ring that they were going to be a huge part of the company, not just a one-and-done type of deal. Uh, I knew right away that not only did they have the hit factor, they were probably more talented than half the guys that were on TV in 2001 and, and 2002. So, they were going to be two guys that we were going to build with the company. And, yes, they were young. Uh, you had mentioned that Jay's age and, and Mark's age, but that was okay because the company was also young and just starting out. So they were going to build with us. As we grew, they were going to grow. I think it's incredible knowing that they were there for 20, 20 plus years. Uh, I'm not sure exactly of the timetable, but that just goes to show you how talented they are. They were just such an incredible act. Um, for the moment, you could see them perform in the ring. Like I said, when I saw them live when we were filming CZW in 2001 at Best of the Best, when Jay wrestled Mark and stole the entire show and just left the entire crowd breathless and they, you know, on their feet, on the chairs, just screaming and applauding for the matches they just had. I just remember myself running into the back like it was yesterday and uh, it was the girl position and I went up to Jay and Mark and I was like, my God, you guys are just absolutely amazing, and you both are going to have such a bright future in wrestling. And to this day, without a doubt, I just watched for the first time their match with FTR a few days ago um, for the very first time, the, the dog collar match, and what an incredible match. I mean, these guys have not slowed down in 20 years, and that's a testament on just how talented that Jay and Mark, you know, are and were, and just amazing athletes as well. Jay, I love you. You did so much for the company. Uh, I'm glad I, I got to know you. I'm a better person because of that. Um, you know, I'm definitely going to miss you. I haven't seen you in a few years. I think the last time I saw you, uh, in fact, was in New York City at a convention, and the year before that, they came in and did a shot for uh, Tommy Dreamer and House of Hardcore. I'm definitely going to miss you, and uh, I'll always be thinking about you. Strong words there from the founder of Ring of Honor, Rob Feinstein. Couldn't say it any better there. You know, this is somebody who's there from the beginning. He knows. So it's steep, steep stuff there, man. We're, we're going to round this out with um, some words from Rudy Boy Gonzalez, the trainer of champions here. Check this out. This might get a little uh, emotional, but all right. This is Rudy Gonzalez with the Texas Wrestling Academy and promoter of the Texas Wrestling Entertainment here in San Antonio, Texas. The first time I met Jay Briscoe was at the inaugural Ring of Honor event, which was February 23rd, um, 
I don't know, I think it was like 2002 or something, right there at the Murph Rec Center. I had my crew of Hernandez, Masada, Chris Marble, Don Juan, Fast Eddie. Uh, we fit eight, nine, ten guys in a seven-passenger van, and we drove up. We'd only heard of guys like Amazing Red and those guys. And so this was the first time we were going to actually see them and talk and meet with them and stuff. And so at the Murphy, at the at the rec center, there was a line there. So we just walked through the line, shaking everybody's hand. How you doing, Rudy Gonzalez? How you doing, uh, Red? How you doing, uh, Chris Daniels? How you doing, you know, They weren't the last guys, but they were towards the end of the of the group. Was was Jay and Mark Briscoe and a couple of young guys and and uh, right away they were they weren't you know the biggest guys in the room. Actually, the you know they they were towards the smaller guys they they weren't what they what you see now i mean they were young kids and i didn't realize at that time that they were still in their teens they were they were young boys very nice very cordial yes sir uh you know mark my name is jay uh you know glad to meet you and and for me they shook my hand and bowed their head and whatever and you know nice guys man and then after you know all the all the formalities were done everybody got their little corners and and uh started dressing Mark and Jay, they just stayed in their little area and they're quiet. And, and, uh, you know, first time being there, I was observing everything. So, you know, Chris Daniels had his group and, and they're goofing off and laughing and, and whatever. And, and, uh, Whipwreck had his group of guys and they were talking and whatever, but Mark and Jay were there. They, eventually they were talking, they started talking to everybody else also, but for the most part, they just stayed in their little area and, um, kept themselves. How can I say this? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take Brian Danielson, for example. When Brian Danielson walked in the room the first time to train at, at our place, there was no idea in the world that this guy was going to be one of the main guys 40 years from now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like I said, the kids, Jay and Mark, sat in the corner, and, and I don't think they neither one of them weighed more than 170, 180 pounds. They weren't very big kids at all so if you would have told me then hey man these guys are going to be major tag team players in the wrestling world down the road i you know i would like <laughs> kind of laugh about it because that that wasn't what you saw um but then again they were young kids i didn't know this but in pennsylvania there's an age there are age requirements for wrestling so i think that at one time they had to wear masks because they weren't old enough to even wrestle, but there they were. With what has happened over the past 20 years is testament that if you stick at something and you have the passion for it and you work at it and you go down the road long enough, you're going to make a dent. And these boys made a dent. You you think of the Rock and Roll Express and Midnight Express and the Road Warriors and you know people come up with all these tag teams and greatest tag team in the world stuff, but the Briscoe boys... They're right up there also. And the funny part about that is they never worked for World Championship Wrestling. They never worked for World Wrestling Entertainment. But they made such an impact. They made such an impact that the, the announcers during NXT made a comment of the passing of, of Jay. And, and part of that is because a lot of the guys that are in WWE worked independence and worked with those boys. And again, those boys never... They were never part of WWE. So again, if, if you would have told me 20 years ago, these guys could be major players. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought nothing of it. I wouldn't have, you know, I, I would have thought you were crazy, but with the hard work that they put in, 
there you go. There they are. You know, I, I walked into the wrestling business. I walked into the wrestling office January of 1982. And so now we're into 2023. That's a long time. Um, I've, I've been doing this for 41 years. Jay Briscoe was 38 years old when he when he had his accident. <laughs> I've been wrestling longer than he was alive. And what disturbs me the most is how do these guys um, – how, why is it so hard for, you know, the, the guys and girls that get into pro wrestling, why is it so hard for them to get to the, to the other end of the, of the, of the road? They start, but a lot of guys don't make it to the end. Guys like myself and, uh, you know, Dusty Wolf and, and Ricky Morton and some of these older guys were blessed because, um, you know, we're, we're still around and, and there's so many, 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 many others that just aren't doing it. And that just bothers me to no end. Uh, Jay's passing didn't have anything to do with wrestling. He was he was taking his kids back. He was taking his daughter back from, I think, uh, dancing, cheerleading practice or something or, or something like that. I take my daughter from soccer practice home and, and you know, she's with me all the time. So. You know, that hit very close with me because he wasn't even doing anything wrestling-wise. He wasn't doing any crazy stunts. He was just doing the family thing. With me, I, I value my friendships. I value my relationships. So, and then I, again, back to 41 years I've been doing this, and all the guys, all the boys and girls, all the people I may disagree with and, and you know, whatever, I still value that interaction that we've had we still you know we, we share the same passion we share the same uh dreams and stuff and to see someone no longer with us sucks it's just it just sucks i know it's a difficult time and it's going to be a difficult time um for a while for a long time they may may never get over it um it's understandable but there's always people that are around the family that they can reach out to friends fans they got to know that just as i said earlier even though jay never was never part of a big major promotion he was a main event player in, in our business and always keep that in mind and um jay was a good dude i hope everybody finds peace and uh just know that he's in a better place thank you rudy uh for your words there it's not easy it's not easy and and you know as somebody who personally I traveled from Boston to Philadelphia to be part of that first Ring of Honor card. The era of honor begins. And, you know, even before that, being part of the RF video newsletter and doing the tape trading and giving opinions on all the different wrestlers on the indie scene who we'd love to see on one massive super card and what have you. Uh, you know, this is the beginning of the Internet. We had the chat rooms and stuff, stuff that we take for granted, you know, instant messenger and all that stuff that we're doing now on Twitter and Facebook. That stuff was in its infancy. We had AOL instant messenger and, and you know, Yahoo and some of these other things, geo sites and what have you. We were just learning how to find each other, interact with each other, you know, interact with wrestling fans from around the world. And Ring of Honor was born out of that. A lot of people don't realize that being at that first card and seeing this kid, Amazing Red, everybody was talking about Amazing Red. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we want to see Red. And 
you know, for those who were fortunate enough to have already seen Red on tape, you know, they knew what Red looked like. And then you see Red and it's like, wow, who's this little guy? You know, Red was a pretty, pretty small guy. And he was going up against this, this bald head, lanky kid named Jay Briscoe. And it's like, well, who the heck is that kid? And then with Jay Briscoe was Mark, who I believe, you know, as was mentioned earlier, Mark was too young to wrestle on the card. So he was basically managing Jay. And let me tell you something. Red and Jay Briscoe tore it up. I mean, every match in that card was a great match. And I encourage anyone, if you have an opportunity, check out the Era of Honor Begins. That's the real Ring of Honor, by the way. Okay? No disrespect to anybody who's ever wrestled in Ring of Honor since. But I will put that first Ring of Honor card up against anything that's ever happened in history of that company. And I'll put that first Ring of Honor card up against any wrestling card today, and it will still hold up pretty damn well, by the way. Okay, there were some studs on that. And a lot of these guys are only a couple of years in the business, by the way, including Mark and Jay Briscoe, the Briscoe brothers. These are young guys. And you could see with Jay a determination. And a, and a seriousness about his craft, right? Even then, this is before the goatee and the tattoos and the cut and the amazing real promos and all that stuff. This is before that. This is a kid who, who's not even 20 years old yet, still trying to figure it out. But you could tell that this kid was serious about his craft and he was in there getting it done, right? Amazing. And... You know, he won the crowd over. Most of us didn't know who he was, but we sure didn't forget who he was when we left there. And you fast forward all these years later, the Briscoe brothers, tag team champions and Jay, you know, he's up in that great big ring in the sky now, but he he leaves us as Ring of Honor tag team champion. And how poetic is that? Right. How poetic is that? There is no doubt that the Briscoe brothers, are one of the greatest tag teams in history and certainly one of the greatest tag teams of this generation. There are only a few tag teams who could even stack up. Let's be real here. How many tag teams can cut as good of a promo, can wrestle as good of a match, and can get fans as passionate as the Briscoe brothers? You could only name a few. Let's be real here. You can only name a few. Come on, right? The Usos, the New Day, the Young Bucks, and the Briscoes, maybe FTR, they're, they're, they're getting there, but they're not all the way there yet. They're not on that level yet. No disrespect. Certainly, their matches with the Briscoes are some of the best wrestling we've seen in years, by the way, from anybody. So they're on their way. But the point is the point. The Briscoes were that damn good. And oh, by the way, it's not like they were ever in the WWE. It's not like they were ever in AEW. Right. But they made that type of impact. They had that type of influence on everybody. You listen to a Jay Briscoe into. Listen, I played a couple of Briscoe Brothers promos that I pulled off of YouTube, played for my bodyguard. And she's sitting there, not a wrestling fan, puts up with it because of me, but not a wrestling fan. But she's listening to these promos and she's like, damn, they're real. Wow. She was just completely captivated by these guys because you look at them and it's like, wow, these, these are some rough and tumble dudes here. 
and you listen to what they're saying, and it's like, oh, Jesus, I, I kind of believe that he's going to beat the hell out of somebody. And then if you watch any of their matches, even just watching the clips, and you see, just see what they can actually do in the ring, they translate their words pretty damn well physically, don't they? Right? Everything they say they're going to do, they can get it done in the ring. Just incredible. Very few teams are like the Briscoe brothers in the history of the industry. Very few. I would say that the Briscoe brothers, in terms of realism, the closest that I can come up with is is the Road Warriors. I mean, they had that type of realism and that type of feeling of, uh, I think I'm going to see something very violent and very dangerous in that ring, but I think I'm going to like it too. Right? That's the impression that the Briscoe brothers have put on us, the fans. So I say this in closing. I encourage everybody out there, if you can, if you can donate anything, please, by all means, check out that Give, Send, Go site. Once again, it's in the show notes. It's on the social media posts. Um, Josh Wharton, W-H-A-R-T-O-N. He's a person who created the campaign. So please check it out. If you can give that way, please do. But in addition to that, and aside from that, for those who maybe you can't give that way, I need everybody. Go to YouTube, go to the Ring of Honor pages, go to all the different indie pages. Watch Briscoe Brothers matches. Watch Jay Briscoe matches. Keep Jay Briscoe's name at the tip of your tongue forevermore. Allow history to continue to celebrate this amazing talent. Seriously. Because, you know, Jay has earned that. And with his brother Mark, they, the Briscoe brothers have earned that. So we can't let this fade. We can't let a great like this fade, especially a, a guy who, you know, his, his passing happened while he was doing the best thing he could do in life, taking care of his family. I mean, geez, you know, my goodness. So we got to keep that going, man. We we, we got to continue to celebrate the life of Jay Briscoe, celebrate the the Briscoe brothers tag team. Uh, as fans, that that's the the least we can do, right? So, again, in memory of Jay Briscoe and to the Briscoe uh, family, the Pew family, condolences, Jay. We we miss you. We will never forget you. We will continue to speak of you so that you continue to live forevermore as a legend that you are. Folks, until next time, be kind to yourselves and then be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling. <laughs>